You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hello again, everybody. My name is Steve Eden, and you are listening to the True University Podcast, where the truest thing about you is what God says about you. I've got a return special guest today. His name is Michael Ferris. He's a part of the Great Awakening Disciple Making Podcast powered by Brown to Green. He's also at Hera Church, the chief disciple maker of student disciples. So good to have you, Michael. Good to see you again. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's good being back. We're also walking together in some discipleship ourselves, aren't we? Yes, sir, we are. And we're together last night and uh, had a great time. I want to jump in, first of all, really respect your relationship with the Lord. And we talk a lot about what he you know, is investing in you, revealing to you, and same for me. Where has he had you at lately, and uh, kind of what are you seeing and hearing? Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> it's funny. The Lord, it seems like the Lord always has me all over the place, if I can be honest. <laughs> but it's, I, when I say that, I mean like all over the word, but it, there's usually a common thread yeah. that the Lord is teaching me. And so I would say like with, personally, like what the Lord is, like he's teaching me two things, Okay. right? Like there's a there's this teaching that he's constantly, like he's been currently giving me of the, of the word justification Amen. and what that truly means to be justified and to be OHV with you and your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say probably about a month ago, I gave a teach on Philippians three and yeah. there it's where Paul is saying, you know, like he's kind of talking like I, like I'm pursuing the Lord and the power of the res, like the know Christ, the, know the power yeah. of the resurrection, the sharing his suffering to be in order to be formed in Christ, right. into the image of the Lord. And it, and at the end of that, he's like to obtain the the resurrection. And so I got kind of caught up as, as we do before we teach, right? You know, yeah. wait, there's the power of the resurrection, then to obtain the resurrection, what does this mean? And uh, you I dig see. into that. It's a big theological debate, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and then the Lord, man, the Lord's grace to me was like, Michael, don't miss the forest for the trees. Amen. Like, what is, what is the thing? What is the prize in your eyes? And I was like, man, like it's, it is to be raised from the dead. It is yeah. to behold you in all your glory to stand before you, yeah. right? It is to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Cause if you dig into that, you know, that's like, yeah, this is the judge. The first one is the judgment of the Lord, the day of the Lord, the day of Christ, right? Like this is when right. all, all of us stand before the Lord and we're judged. He separates yeah. us from sheep and goats. The second is like the star Wars award ceremony, right? At the end of uh, new hope. Yeah. And so that's and, awesome though. <laughs> and we, we have a tendency to do that. We were talking last <laughs> yeah. night in our group, we were doing eat the word together, which is where, you know, for those of you listening, where you just really get into the scriptures with the Lord, you sit with him in scripture and uh, let him speak to you. You know, like, Lord, I know what this says, ink on paper in scripture, but what are you speaking personally to me? And I loved what you said, Michael, because you said, guys, don't miss the forest for the trees. If you, you, you can get into verb tense, you can get into, you know, deep uh, digging as far as some of the, the words and then uh, the verb, the tense and all that. Bottom line is we're trying to make connection with the Lord That's and it. acclimate to his voice. Yeah, That's exactly it. And so... And so through that, you know, the Lord's like, what is like, what is it for you? And mm-hmm. so it's all the above, right? Yeah. Don't miss the forest for trees. Like it's, it's all the above. Yeah. And it was the first time like the Lord began that I could say hundred percent with confidence. I knew where I was going. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so yeah. I, like, and I know I've been saved and Jesus is my Lord. Right. But right. I think me and you have talked before, like there's those moments when you return to your vomit and you, you start to wrestle and your, your faith begins to waver and you're like, Oh Lord, am I like, am, am I still good? Like, are you going to turn your back on me? And, <laughs> and we know those are lies of the enemy. Absolutely like that's lies right. of Satan. 
And Absolutely. it was, and it's where the Lord has been showing me, like you have been justified. Like when I said it's finished, it's finished. Amen. Like even when you're a sinner, still sinner, present tense, right? I die on the cross for you. Yeah. And I love that because justification. I just taught some of that in the centrality of Jesus series. We were talking about He came to uh, destroy the works of the devil. We're yes. we're digging out everywhere in Scripture. Either He said or someone said about Him the reason that He came was blank. And there's more than 10, but I've dug out 10 so far. But in destroying the works of the devil, one of the works of the enemy is fear, separation, guilt, shame, condemnation, all those things. Many times in scripture, the word for death is actually separation from the life of God. And so he condemns in order to sever that relationship. And when I looked at the word justification, it's literally that we are justified, declared right, acquitted, absolved of all guilt in a legal standing in the courts of heaven. That's it. And uh, it's mind-blowing when you think about it. And, Michael, I think some of that came out last night when I was sharing uh, with the guys. I'm so thankful. As I've dug into what he really came to do, it's so much more than, oh, yeah, he died on the cross. Yay, thank you for doing that. I mean, the things that he made available, uh, the assignments of the enemy that he crushed underneath his feet that allow you and I now to have this living relationship with a living God, his living word, his living voice uh, is really mind-blowing and it's humbling. It's the greatest love story ever seen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And so it's been so that's been really, really cool. And the Lord continues to build that. And as of all things, you know, as you begin, you know, this being a minister, like as you continue to be a minister of the gospel, like the things the Lord begins to even build more so on, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a a pillar of faith that the Lord is continuing to build on. Right. But then it's like, okay, now it's time to give this away. Right. And so there's been opportunities to kind of give this away. Like, Hey, here's what the word says. Right. Yeah. And so, um, man, it's been just, it's been really, really good on that aspect of it. Also, like what the Lord has been teaching me is man, like through the way we do battles through prayer. Yeah. Right. And so this is how, wow. like, this is how we fight. Wow. Right. And so in Ephesians six, it talks about the armor of God. It says our battle is not with flesh and blood, but the principalities and, you know, the rulers and authorities and our, and the present darkness. And, and so if you eat that word present darkness, it means like it is, it is sin, right? Like yeah. it's the sin that we battle as well. Yeah. And so the Lord has been teaching me like for me, for an order for him to be made stronger, in my weakness I have to give him the opportunity, right? Amen. Which means like, stop trying to white knuckle it. Stop trying to be a typical a man. man, right? Like I'm going to fight this. I'm I gonna, got this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to wrestle this thing out. Right. The Lord's like, man, like I got you. Right. Right. Like I have yeah. this. And so decrease in order I can increase. Yeah. And even the scripture you shared last night. And I think it's, is it first or second Corinthians 12, nine, but his power is made perfect yeah. in our weakness. And, uh, it's the acknowledgement. See, he has the power. He has the grace to overcome sin. He's he's done it. And now that power is in us. And I like what you said. Our tendency is to white knuckle it, try harder, you know, all that. When in fact, we need to relinquish control to him, allow him to manifest his his grace and his truth over whatever the whatever the temptation is. I want to show you uh, one of the things the Lord's been sharing with me is Luke 6. 46 through 48 you're going to get a big kick out of this you may already know what it is but he said why this is jesus why do you call me lord lord and don't do the things come on that i say one of the things i've really enjoyed about getting to know you michael is uh, your emphasis on obedience that is important to obey you know i grew up in uh, church circles 
where obedience determined whether I had intimacy with God. Obedience determined whether God loved me. Obedience determined whether God had anything to do with me. And uh, so I went way over here like, no, it's it's Christ's obedience and not, it's not mine. But the Lord has brought me back this past year to Steve. Obedience absolutely matters. It just doesn't matter for all the reasons you thought it did. <laughs> it matters in the sense of, hey, if you love me, uh, keep my commands, That's walk it. with me, do the things that I do, partner with me in it. And uh, so he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, don't do the things I say? Verse 47, whoever comes to me, okay, so I've come to him, and then hears my sayings and does them, I will show you who he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep. Look at that right there. He dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house. Couldn't shake it, for it was founded on the rock. So there's all kinds of stuff in here. Michael, the first thing he showed me was, Steve, you always thought digging deep was finding this great revelation that you go share with the church or share with other people. He said, if you want to dig deep in me, do what I say. That's digging deep. And it's not just finding great truth. It's will you be obedient to that truth? Will you sit with it? Will you let it be formed in you? Does Does that make sense? Yeah. And so for me, this is such a huge... Uh, transformation and process that I'm walking through. And I don't mean that, uh, you know, in the past, I didn't have any, any eye on obedience and walking out what he says. I think it just wasn't as much of a front and center conscious thought that, Lord, I really want to walk this out. I don't want to just see great truth. I want to walk it out. I want to express it. I want to be obedient to what you're asking me to do. The second thing is, here I'm doing this series at Grace Church on the centrality of Jesus, and the, all the verbiage is we are relaying. You know, I tell people all the time we're in a very careful and prayerful refining at Grace Church, a retooling, if you will, almost a rebooting, where when COVID rolled along, I think it allowed uh, people who were willing, who had ears to hear, to go back to Jesus and say, are we doing exactly what you want us to do? Are we where you want us to be as a church? So as we've gone back, he said, Steve, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. That's Hebrews 12. Uh, till all that remains unshakable kingdom. So everything that you are, everything that you guys do has got to be centered and founded on me. I have to be the foundation of your individual lives, homes and families, your church and your relationships beyond the church. And so here I'm into this series and then I find this two weeks ago. He leads me to this. How do we lay the foundation of Jesus Christ in our individual life, home and family, church and beyond? We do what we hear him say. And that just blew my mind because here we are four or five weeks into the series. And then he takes me here and he says, hey, you want to lay me as the foundation? Then uh, hear what I say and walk it out. Come on. So that's what he's had me in that for a couple of weeks now. I love that. I'm reminded as you're speaking, you know, John 15, verse 10, we've, we, me and you have talked about this before. He says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my yeah. father's commandments. Abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that you may have joy be in you and that you may joy be full. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I dug into that during eat the word nights at Grace Church this last month. And verse 10 is the one he highlighted to me. He said, if you'll keep my commands, you'll abide in my love. Now he said, Steve, listen, my love's always present with you. I'm in you. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. But when you are obedient and you uh, do the things I'm asking you to do and the truth that I'm forming in you, it keeps you connected. That's it. 
and remaining in my love for you. And he said, because what happens, go back to the garden, what happens? You're no different than Adam in this regard when you do a big piece of stupid. I said, <laughs> I, I become self-aware immediately. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking yeah. at me. And I feel guilty. I feel dirty and all that. And he said, right. So your obedience keeps the accuser of Steve out of your head. Yeah. And you just continue to abide and rest in my love. And I thought, wow, that's, yeah. that's true. It's true. And yeah. I'm, and I will say too, like, don't like to me, I love everything you just said. And, and also with the aspect of, and it, it is important to be self-aware in the sense of like, we measure ourselves with the word of God, right? It is yeah. the rod that we measure ourselves with. And I'm reminded, and, um, I believe it's Matthew five, three, where he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, yeah. for there's the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. And when you eat that word poor in spirit, it means blessed is the man who's self-aware, right? And, um, back in, this is, this is something I want to share with you really cool. And too. couldn't we say in that self-aware, poor in spirit that he's aware of his need for God, right? It's, it's a need. Yes. It's realizing when you become self-aware, it's a real, it's, it's where you realize like apart from God, there is Amen. no good. Yeah. Right. I it's love not, that. It's not darkness of, there's also another time of being self-focused and self-focus yeah. is what leads us to sin temptation. That's when, you know, when it says he led the, um, when he says in Isaiah 61, um, he opens the eyes of the blind where you really begin to dick or dip, or, yeah. you know, dig deep into yeah. that. Sorry, excuse me. Dig yeah. deep into that. You begin to see that he's saying like you, um, put yourself in a like dark prison, right? Right. Which yeah. is mean you're focused on self, not focused on the things above, right? Right. Focus on the things below. And he's like, man, when you begin to do this, you become surrounded by a dark cloud. Yeah. Right. Very true. And so, um, in the- Genesis, I have this, I want to share this with you cause I thought okay. this was a really neat um, thing that I learned and let me find it here while you're looking for that the new English Bible is the one I was reminded of it's Matthew 5 3 how blessed are they who know their need of God who are aware of their need of God all of heaven belongs to them which is exactly what you're talking about being aware that of our need of him Let's see if I can find it here all right leave it's in Genesis 5. Okay. And it's the lineage. Do you remember what's kind of the verbiage? And I might be able to remember yeah, where it is. It's when it's talking about, I believe it's talking about Anish. Do you have Bible Hub pulled up on you? And so, uh, Nope, but I could get there quick. Yeah. Genesis 5, but you said it has to do with lineage? It does have to do with lineage. Okay, let me pull it up here. Ah, oh, here it is. I think I found it. Okay, genealogies of Genesis. I do remember, I think Genesis 5 is where he says Adam and Eve started having children according to their own kind. Is that right? right? And he talks about a nush, which I believe if you eat that, eat a nush, mm-hmm. it means, let me pull it up, it becomes like that, those who become aware. And I could be wrong in this aspect of it, where it is in the word, but it says, and I'll tell you what it, like it says, like, and on that time they bore a nush, and then all of a sudden they begin, like, people begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Yeah which means like they begin to become self-aware that apart from God, okay, we keep walking the pattern of destruction. And so right. they begin to call upon the Lord saying like, Lord, like there mm. is no good, but Jesus, there is no good, but me. Yeah. Right. And so it's just kind of the same thing. It's like, man, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Those who become self-aware that yeah. apart from God, they can do nothing. John 15. So that aspect five. of it is good. That's actually how the law put us to death. The law may, was designed to put us aware Yes. Hey, we need a savior. That's it. Not, uh, yeah. not, wow, I'm amazing at these uh, commands of God. I never miss one. It was more like, oh, God, would you help me? And then, of course, Jesus shows up, and unfortunately they were so 
inundated with the Ten Commandments, their rituals and traditions, they missed God standing right in front of them. That's it. The, the help, if you will. Uh, something else that the Lord has had me in, and I mentioned this the other day, is uh, the new covenant in Hebrews 8, 6. But now Jesus has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he's a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. And, you know, as we roll up to Resurrection Sunday, lots of people are going to be taking communion. Luke 22, 19 and 20, he says, this is the cup of the new yes. covenant in my blood, which I shed for you. A lot of people don't realize one of the things Jesus came to do was to initiate and establish a brand new covenant uh, that God was offering mankind where it would be dependent upon Christ's faithfulness and not on our faithfulness, which makes it execute much better <laughs> because he's, he's perfect and we're not. But it says in verse 7, if the first covenant had been faultless, no place would have been sought for a second because finding fault with them. Now, there are weaknesses to that initial covenant, but obviously part of the problem was we couldn't keep it. Uh, and then their misunderstanding of the purpose of uh, it being given. But he says, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Now, who's the house of Israel? Well, those with the faith of Abraham. Okay, it doesn't mean you're, you have to be born Jewish. You need to have the faith of Abraham because this new covenant is based on faith and it's received, not uh, earned. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they didn't continue in my covenant, so I disregarded them, says the Lord. You know, all this is, is going to come directly from Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, and it's interesting because in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 8, he has to tell Israel, hey, God's divorcing you. He's giving you a certificate of divorce because of all your adultery and idolatry. And so here he's talking about how he disregarded them. But verse 10, here's the covenant I will make after those days. I will put my laws in their mind. I'll write them on their hearts. That's the first one. And then number two, I will be their God and they shall be my people. Notice it's not, if you do this, then I'll do this. Come it's on. no, I will do it. And you know, Michael, I think sometimes we take ourselves way too seriously and we don't take God serious enough. If the God who cannot lie says he's going to do five things and this is what you're offered, then he's going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like we get tripped up so much. We're so uh, inundated with uh, looking at ourselves and all that kind of stuff. We need to go back to beholding who this God is who cannot lie. He's a covenant-keeping, covenant-writing God. And so he gives the terms here. I'm going to put my law in your heart and mind. I'm going to be your God. You'll be my people. Number three, none of them will have to teach his neighbor. None teach his brother, saying, know the Lord. All will know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. I'd like to get your take on that. Because the first word, no, is gnosko. The second one is ido. Is that how you pronounce mm -hmm. it? Ido. I'd be curious. I don't know a lot about the meaning of ido. But anyway, they'll all know me from the least to the greatest. So he's doing away with hierarchy. Yep. You know, it's not like the pastor of the church has got a corner on the market on. Uh, where God's concerned or the Pope or Billy Graham or whoever's got something we don't have. That's all a lie. In the new covenant, man, if you're listening to this today, if Christ is in you and uh, you're in Christ... 2 Corinthians 5.16, if any man be where? In Christ, he's a new creature. 
Old things have passed away, new things have come. So if you're in Christ, Christ is in you. You're in the covenant. You have the same access to God as Christ himself. In other words, there is no access to God outside of Christ himself and what he got for us. Amen. Then verse 12, he says again, I will. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Verse 13, and then he says a new covenant. He's made the first one obsolete. Now what's becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. I'm shocked, Michael, how many people within the body of Christ are not aware of the five terms, you know, of the new covenant contract. And it's it's like a lot of people think, well, it says New Testament right here on page 1000 of my Bible. That is not where the New Testament or will, that's what that word means, will and testament or covenant began. It actually began when Jesus shed his blood. Because you can't initiate a covenant, Hebrews 9, without the shedding of blood. That's how God cuts covenant. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that when Jesus is dying on that cross, there's a lamb being slain. A lamb is being slain on the cross to initiate and cut a brand new covenant. Uh, hence, when he says, hey, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. And uh, so anyway, I've just tried to sit in this for the last week or so and it's been mind-blowing again just what jesus has accomplished for us and offered for us and i think my my prayer and my humble desire is that i'll own it i'll receive it i'll own it i'll live it you know come what i'm on. saying come yeah. on that's good that's a good word um i have a couple of things where so you said ido right let's dig into that okay yeah where is that what verse again chapter and verse that is hebrews 8 11 Okay, so when he says, 8, 11. no one will have to teach his brother saying, know the Lord, that's Gnosko. But then he says, for all shall know me, that's Ido. Okay. So what's then, the difference in those? And then we're about to dig into that. And then for okay. your listeners real fast, that was Genesis. I was one chapter off. Genesis 4, verse okay. 26, to Seth also a son was born and he called his name Anush. And at that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Okay. And so Anush means mortal man. All right. And so anytime you see in the genealogy, you see like it's like so-and-so bore so-and-so and so-and-so bore so-and-so. And then yeah. Seth bore Anush. And then it get, comes with a statement afterwards. Yeah. Dig into what that name means. Because Anush. the answer to why that statement's there is in the name is what I've been learning. So like Anush okay. means mortal man. Like man became a re- like we realized, oh, we're mortal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we need not, help. <laughs> but he's, he's eternal. Amen. We need help. Amen. So I was All also right. reminded when you were talking about we were talking about hearing a bang and faith. I was reminded of Ephesians 2, which I love this verse. And it starts at, it says, For grace you have been um, saved right. through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Right? Like, yeah. we're not saved by obedience. Right? But it goes back to, like, if you love me, like, mm-hmm. you you will hear and obey me. It's the same thing with our spouses. the same thing with our children. Yeah, right? Like, right? You know, like. Yeah. I mean, how many of us heard like, Hey, I love you. Like prove it. Show me by action. Yeah. Right. Right. And that word of love is agape, which means to prefer, prefer me yeah. over self. Right. Right. Self, self or sin or world yeah. or whatever's being that's offered. Exact, there. That's exactly it. And so you're talking about Hebrews eight verse 11. So uh-huh. let's dig yeah. into this. We're pulling up Bible hub for those that don't know. Um, this is an app that we use to help us get to author's intention or a reader's response. When we eat the word, we use the uh, interlinear part that gets back to the original Greek translation. So right now we're pulling up Hebrews 8.11, which is a fun, sometimes fun app, sometimes a little confusing <laughs> to use. More confusing than fun, I would say. And so Hebrews 
So yeah, the first know the Lord is gnosko. That's ten ninety seven. Yeah, and, and then, then the, the second, second one is fourteen ninety two. Ido, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Ido says, "Be aware, behold, consider, as I know, remember, appreciate." And so, this is here. He goes. It's properly to see with physical eyes as it naturally bridges the metaphorical sense, perceiving, mentally seeing. This is akin to expressions. I see what you mean. I see what you're uh, saying, right? Yeah. And so this is, and if you perceiving. Continue, this is it. Then it's physically seeing sight, which should be consistent to bridge mental and spiritual seeing. So Ido is when what it's that bridge between physical and spiritual. Okay. It's that, it's that aha moment, Amen. right? And so a lot of times we, when we idle, we talk about it's what connects the head to the, to the heart. heart. Like I'm okay. saying mentally, but now I begin to perceive this spiritually. And so connecting the head to the heart, that aha moment. Yeah. Right. In our, in that's our walk fantastic. with the Lord. Yeah. Those great so, revelations that you're talking about when you're like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. So that's what he's saying is that in doing away with hierarchy and all that stuff, that no man will have to teach his neighbor. I'm going to begin teaching. I'm going to begin revealing. I'm going to begin disclosing myself yes. uh, to them. And I love that, the analogy from your head to your heart. Uh, again, it says it's akin to I see what you mean or I see what you're saying. Yep. Lord, that's fantastic. So not only does he do away with hierarchy there, then he's doing away with the reality that, well, the only way to learn is outside in. He's he's going to write his uh, law, his spirit That's on the it. inside. The word comes inside. Christ comes inside. And now he's the teacher. John 14, 26, when the spirit comes, he will teach you all things. So I hope that makes t- sense to you, those that are listening, that the, the spirit of Christ penetrates your spirit. He enters you. That's the new birth. The law of God's upon your heart and mind now, which also demonstrates ownership. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, Galatians chapter 4, 4 through 7. But then also he's teaching you from within. Come on. I love that on Ido. I'd never really seen that or compared those two before. Yeah. What I what I love about that too, it always reminds me of Ezekiel 34 says, Woe to you shepherds who who muddy the water. I'm gonna paraphrase, but muddy the water and trample yeah. the grass, right? And so it's we, what you're saying is true. Like we can sometimes get it caught up in what we call the holy man syndrome, right? Yes. And so, yeah. and Steve, you, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about where it's like, oh, Steve Eden, he's a pastor of Grace Church. He's the holy man. Only Steve. Right. He's amazing. Yeah, Steve, yeah. I need you. I need like, right. And, and, Amen. and there's two sides of that, right? Like there's the other side of like, whoa, like be careful not to, not to fall to our pride, right? As teachers. And so, man, in that though, it says like, man, like we, it's what I tell people, like you have to begin the hierarchy, there is no hierarchy, right? It's the Lord. Like if you continue to dig into that chapter 34 of Ezekiel, it says like, man, like there's one shepherd and it's Jesus. That's right. Right. And so sometimes in disciple making, people will kind of, it's funny. I've seen people push back against disciple making with these verses. Right. And I'm like, well, you're not, you're kind of missing the point of disciple making. We're not making disciples of self. That's right. Yes. They're for a season. I'm, I'm the head yeah. teacher in the room for a season. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I'm the spiritual parent of this room. Right. And there's really nothing wrong with the whole spiritual parent. It's 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 someone. It's really the reality is it's yoke fellow. It's your it's yeah. um, we are co-laborers of the gospel. It's someone that you have. It's our friendship that we can come to one another, being right. OHB with another, helping each other wrestle through things. Right. Right. And so, um, what it is though is like this is where and you if you remember I kind of talked about this day one in in my house in the yeah. living room. Someone's like, well, how long do you think we're gonna be? It's like yeah. a year minimum, right? Yeah. But I was like, it all rises and falls on abiding yeah. with you. Yeah. Right. Because like if the reality is like if you if if the person in your living room mm-hmm. that you're discipling to the words, ways and works of Jesus Christ. Right. 
if they will not abide, like if right. they don't get it, right, then you were not making a disciple of Jesus, right? Because the Spirit's what teaches <laughs> them you're all connecting things. them to Jesus. Right, right. Yeah. My words will return void. His That's words right. will not. Man, you're <laughs> saying it so well. The bottom line is we're, we're trying to help people learn from Jesus to be like Jesus. Yes. We're, and if they're not abiding, they're not getting connected to right. the true vine, then, then uh, we're missing the mark. We're yeah. not doing what discipleship is That's for. That's exactly it. That they, it's their birthright as a child Come of God on. to hear his voice. Right. So yes, there is a, you said, a parent in the room, someone that you can say, you know, follow me as I follow yes, Christ here, but said. I'm not bringing you to me. Right. I'm bringing Amen. you to him. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because if we continue to bring people to us, it leads us to burnout, right? Because right. we're, if I keep, and we've seen that it's happened. Yes, yeah. it happens all the time. Yeah. And so it's like, man, it's, it's what is equal 34 is saying? Like, let me show you the green grass to eat. Let yeah. me show you how to get the bread of life. Let me show you like this. When Jesus says you drink from me, you'll never thirst again. Let me show you this well of living water, right? Yeah. This, this life giving essence of abiding with the father, like the life giving essence of the word of Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. Like when people say, Hey, I want the same hope you have. Let me show you where I go. Let me show you how I go up the mountain. Right. Yeah. That's what Paul says when he yeah. says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Let me show you right. the things you're like, this is where I get my hope. This is how I'm still right. an ambassador in chains, mm -hmm. gladly proclaiming the mysteries of the gospel to you. Yeah. We're walking together to connect to Christ with one another and That's to Christ it. with one another. Once, once they are connected, they're abiding in the vine, you know, they're walking his ways. They're becoming more and more like him. They're learning to partner with him throughout the day to work the works of God. Then at that point they, and they're released in disciple making, they, uh, they, they form their own rhythms um, of grace. It's not a copycat thing. The only thing that's, uh, I guess being replicated, duplicated is dude, we got to get you connected to the vine. Cause if you don't get connected to the voice of the Lord and the spirit of Christ, then we're all wasting our time because yeah. that is, that's what it is to make disciples of Jesus and not disciples of man. You know, as well as I do, there's been major screw ups, people injured, power plays, uh, authority plays over the years that have been very hurtful to people, but, uh, that's not authentic disciple making. Yes. Authentic disciple making is let's, let's have them, uh, learn from Jesus to be like Jesus. Come on. Let me ask you this question. Uh, or you're kind of digging for something there. You want to add something to what we're saying or can I shift gears a well, little bit? Well, I'm, I'm kind of trying to pull up Colossians where it talks. We talked about this last night. If you remember, yeah, I have a new Bible. So have grace with me, please. It's, trying to, <laughs> it's like trying to drive a new sports car. I'm trying to. All right. Colossians. What? Uh, I, believe it it's, I believe it's Colossians ones where it says he was the first among all creation, right? Yeah, the preeminent one. Yes. You're around verse 14 through 20 is where that is, Colossians 1. Yeah. Uh, I love 15 because he says, Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. He is yeah. the firstborn over all creation. So the Amplified Bible says right there that he is the visible representation of the invisible God. Man, I love that. Come on. Uh, Jesus said, John 14, 9, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Hebrews 1, 3. Uh, says he is the express nature, uh, express image of the nature of God. Uh, verse 16, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible, yeah. invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. All things were created by him and for him. That's why, guys, those yeah. of you that are listening, when you receive Christ, you have come home. You are made for him. I've never seen anybody receive Christ and then go kick rocks and be like, man, this is the worst decision I've ever made. Every human being is come made on. by him and for him. So yes. when you come to Christ, he enters you. He penetrates your heart and spirit. It's total homecoming celebration 
righteousness, peace, and joy. That's it. And then verse 17, he is before all things. Literally, he is preeminent. And in all things, uh, in him, all things consist. For he's the head of the body, the church, who's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. That's it. Yeah. So so this is, man, like if those who know how to dig into the word, dig into this because it's mind-blowing, yeah. right? Yeah. So Jesus was the first of all creation. Okay. Before everything else, like Jesus, like I am, right? That's what he says, right. I was, I am. So in this, and if you kind of dig into the pattern, Adam in Romans 5, it talks about there's this pattern that Adam kind of started, which was yeah. the pattern of destruction of sin, right? When right. sin came through the world through one man. And so also, but so Jesus humbles himself in the form of a man coming in so he can set a new pattern of yeah. salvation, of everlasting life, right? So he's like, so I must be the first among the the dead. Like I go before yeah, you, Firstborn right? from among the dead. Firstborn among the dead. And so we use this language sometimes in disciple making called first among equals, right? Okay. Which means like we are all equals, but there's there's always this this moment of um, realization, revelation from the Lord, right? That aha moment. Yeah. Like, Prime example, we're going to use, we'll use Chris Moinks, right? Go make yeah. disciples. He was yeah. in Kansas City, go to Harrow Church and make disciples. Yeah. And so Chris comes and he's like, I'm going to go make disciples. I'm going to walk out Matthew 28, first among equals, right? Okay. And so you begin to see this kind of playing out. And so this is this, this moment of like, as people begin to like realize, you know, like this is the calling of where we're called to walk out. And so yeah. same thing that plays out in, in the living room on Tuesday night. Like there's, you know, there's a first among equals, right? Yeah. But it's the, like the reality is when you make disciples, Right, it's my one of my favorite verses about making disciples. John, John three. There comes a time you must decrease so uh, the Lord can increase. Yeah. Right, John the because Baptist, yeah. John the Baptist, like you, like, and what I mean by this is like if you're making disciples of Jesus, you got to get out of the way of Jesus. Amen. Right, so yeah. the Lord can continue Good. because they go. Good, and you. And your yoke fellows, co-laborers of the gospel. We see this in the word with Paul and Timothy and yeah. Paul and Barnabas and, and Paul and Luke. Like we continue to see. And, and man, there's just, there's like at the end of Romans, I think it's Romans. Is it Romans 16? Does Romans go that far? Am I right? Where he gives the I list of does. all the co-laborers of the gospel, right? And he calls them co-laborers, which is yoke fellow, which is when you take two oxen and you yoke them together, right? And they're working side by side. And so, yeah. I mean, it's the beauty of disciple making. Yeah. Uh. I'm looking also in that same passage down at verse 18. He's the head of the church. Come on. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. And I believe that term firstborn, if I remember right, is prototype. Mm. In other words, like when you make one Ford car, it's the prototype for all the other sons just like it. Yeah. Come on. Um, But uh, then in all things, he may have preeminence. You know, one of the things that I really admire about Herod Church, where you're at, and uh, Grace Church is certainly our heart, is that Jesus is Lord and pastor of the church. So he he is the supreme leader. And I can remember about uh, 12 years ago, the Lord asking us, me and some of the elders, uh, if he could have the church. And we were a little bit taken back by it. Because what he said, Michael, was that, the, the, the headship, the leadership of the church had been in the hands of men, committees, denominations, all these people, and yet he said, I need a church that I can lead and they'll do what I say, that my heart and vision will be their heart and vision. And it just reminded me of that because he is the head of the church, and I think the quicker that those uh, who do have a, a measure of authority within church get get out of the way recognize their role is to let him lead and feed that flock now he uses us just like we're saying we're not saying we don't need leadership roles and all that we're not saying that 
but he's got to be chief in charge of the church. You even mentioned last night, uh, you guys sitting with the Lord as leadership and uh, sitting with the voice of the Lord and then doing what he says. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how the church should be led. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's what, what Steve's talking about. It's what we talk about learning circles where we make an observation. We begin to ask the why that's our observation and we begin to wash it with the word. Like we're, what does the word say? We don't bring in, um, past experience or feelings or emotions because those things can sometimes be unreliable. Yeah. And then as yeah. we hear the voice of the Lord, we walk it out. And so the leadership, what we do is we, the first among equals is that I would say is like, what we do is we sit, we get in a room and take anywhere to four to six men or women who we know abide with Jesus Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. How, you know, someone abides, ask when the Lord is teaching them. Right. Right. And watch that's them right. light. If they light up, I guess usually I tell people, you can usually <laughs> tell cause like if someone lights up, yeah. you know, they've been with the Lord. Yeah. And so, and sometimes or them they begin to weep because they're getting a Jesus spanking, which are both are good. <laughs> so now you didn't what's the other word you use for Jesus spanking? You use that a lot. Uh Jesus burn, right? Yeah. Jesus, Jesus burn. burn. This uh, is Jesus burn. And um which are good, right? And that's so, right. Good um trials by fire. That's <laughs> so, right. Good for it. And it's it's as we hear the voice of the Lord, it's like this is this is what we walk out. Yeah. Right. And then and what's awesome about that too is it gives you the foundation right yeah the stand upon when someone's like why are you doing this like amen i'll show you why we're doing this it's right right here in the word it's right Right? here in the word where the lord told us this is my this is what the lord spoke to us as a body and this is the word that backs it up michael when we have rebooted grace church and relayed jesus christ as the foundation of everything we are and everything we do and we we're doing this through scripture then there's great authority that has been reawakened within when the when the the vision is casted when the word comes forth there's authority with it because it's from him it's not man's idea it's not a church growth plan it's not hey uh, how can we get church members that's not even in the bible church members are not even scripture (laughs) come on um so it has authority it has backing because it's birthed out of his spirit it's confirmed in the in the scriptures in the word of god and uh, that's what gives us power, man. Otherwise, we're just standing up there with our own opinions. I had a lady that uh, had said the other day, she was so grateful that we teach using so much scripture. We put it on the screen, you know, if we got scripture up there, because uh, she said, I've been to so many churches where they don't even open the scripture. It's basically just uh, what's psychology and feel good and positive thinking and yeah. all that. Man, there's no authority in that. The authority is in Christ and in his word. That's it. All right, last question for our last segment. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Tell me Michael Ferris's favorite, and you can pause and ponder for just a moment. What's Michael Ferris's favorite character trait of Jesus? Oh. What has impacted Michael the most? Um, I have my own theory, and I'll tell you why, because I do know you, and I hear you talk about it, but I'll let you shoot first. Yeah. I said love. Hesed love. All right. Well, I'm in the I'm in the territory. Go ahead and explain to him what his Hesed yeah. love means to you. Yeah, I think we talked about last time I was on, yeah. right? And so it's it's the stronger always progressing towards the weaker, right? And so um, here here's this is this is going to go a little bit deeper too. Okay. You asked me what the Lord has been teaching me, and so First um, Timothy it talks about like even when we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. Hesed love is the fact that the Lord cannot deny Himself, right? And so I think my favorite character that the Lord has been revealing to me is that there's nothing that I could do, right? As a, as a parent of myself, I shared this last night with you, men. Um, I have two wonderful children, 
um, my son is six, my daughter's getting ready to turn 11. Right. And so as those who are parents, you know, there's man, they test you faster than anyone. Right. <laughs> right. And, but the, the reality is like my children did nothing to earn my love. <coughs> nothing. Yeah. Right. The minute they were born, I was in mad love with them. Yeah. And the Lord is continuing to show me like, this is the same love he has for me. There was nothing I could do to earn it. There's yeah. nothing I can do that can lose it. Right. Right. And That's it awesome. is this has said love, like the stronger constantly progressing towards the weaker. Right. And the fact that like, like the Lord has been showing me is like, man, like he, what he wants is Mike Ferris mm-hmm. and he will not Amen. deny himself. That's that's powerful. That's why you and I are kingdom comrades, Michael, because what I had envisioned you saying was 2 Timothy 2.13, that uh, even when we're without faith or we're unfaithful, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. And uh, for those of you listening, I have this uh, kindred spirit with Michael because I feel the same way. When I had that personal encounter with Christ uh, when I was in college, he said, Steve, I don't love you because of what you do. I love you because of who I am. I cannot leave you or forsake you because I can't violate my own character. And I began to realize, guys, that it wasn't up to me uh, and my performance for me to have intimacy with the Lord, that he was this forever faithful, incredibly, you know, hesed, love-filled father, creator, savior, Lord, that uh, loved me even when I didn't love myself, even when I felt like I didn't deserve it. And so I just want to encourage you guys with that as we kind of wrap up today that uh, if you don't hear anything else, hear that today, that he is loving, he's good, he's kind, he's faithful, even when we blow it. And when you blow it, because we do do big pieces of stupid, get up, get up. Don't give the enemy the satisfaction of staying in some kind of hole of no impact or depression or whatever. Proverbs 24, 16 says that though a righteous man falls seven times, seven times he rises again. And uh, even if you stumble, remember immediately, you still have the power of choice. Maybe you chose wrong half an hour ago. Well, what are you going to choose now? And I always encourage people, choose righteousness. Okay, you chose unrighteousness half an hour ago. Get up and show who you really love in the present tense. Michael, I appreciate your time, man. I do appreciate your friendship and certainly our friendship with Hera Church. I think the Lord is, has knit together a great thing there. You guys are good for us. I pray that we're a blessing for you all as well. So the world may know that he came. Uh, John 17, <laughs> that we're when we're one, as he and the Father are one, then the yeah. world will know. That's it. Um, just to, just to piggyback off what you just said earlier, Micah seven, um, seven through nine says, I love that. But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for God of my salvation. My God will hear me rejoice. Not over me. Oh, my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise, which when it says I shall rise means the Lord will pick me back up and put me in a respectable form. Mm-hmm. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light, light to, me. to me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he pleads my case and executes judgment for me. He will bring me out to the light. I shall look upon his vindication. Love it. Powerful. Uh, one of my favorites, actually, you probably didn't know that, but I love that passage. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray for those, uh, Lord, who are taking part today. Touch them, Lord, by your grace, by your Holy Spirit. What you have done, what you have made available could have never been earned, but Lord, it can be gloriously and humbly received. 
Michael and I pray that for the listeners today, that they would hear your voice and they would engage with you, Lord, that they would receive by faith everything that you've appropriated. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.